Welcome to Rebecca Reads. This week's story is Rapunzel. I also have a short second story to share with you after the poem, along with a fun announcement. So be sure to stay to the very end of this episode so you don't miss it. Rapunzel is another story that has so many versions and interpretations of it. The version I will be reading today is from the Red Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. Stories of girls and towers can be found in many different cultures. The story of Rapunzel itself originally came from a tale told in Italy. The story migrated to France and then to Germany. Each move through Europe changed different aspects of the story. Even when the Brothers Grimm collected it, they made their own changes. For example, in the French version, the woman who takes the baby is a fairy, and she ends up helping her in the end. The Brothers Grimm made the fairy into Mother Gothel, the witch so many of us are familiar with. Remember to stay after the story for our poem and second story. And now for Rapunzel. Once upon a time, there lived a man and his wife who were very unhappy because they had no children. These good people had a little window at the back of their house, which looked into the most lovely garden, full of all manner of beautiful flowers and vegetables. But the garden was surrounded by a high wall, and no one dared enter it, for it belonged to a witch of great power, who was feared by the whole world. One day, the woman stood at the window overlooking the garden, and saw there a bed full of the finest rampion. The leaves looked so fresh and green that she longed to eat them. The desire grew day by day, and just because she knew she couldn't possibly get any, she pined away and became quite pale and wretched. Then her husband grew alarmed and said, "'What ails you, dear wife?' Oh, she answered, if I don't get some rampion to eat out of the garden behind the house, I know I shall die. The man who loved her dearly thought to himself, Come, rather than let your wife die, you shall fetch her some rampion, no matter the cost. So at dusk he climbed over the wall into the witch's garden, and hastily gathering a handful of rampion leaves, he returned with them to his wife. She made them into a salad, which tasted so good that her longing for the forbidden food was greater than ever. If she were to know any peace of mind, there was nothing for it but that her husband should climb over the garden wall again and fetch her some more. So at dusk, over he got, but when he reached the other side, he drew back in terror, for there, standing before him, was the old witch." How dare you, she said with a wrathful glance, climb into my garden and steal my rampion like a common thief. You shall suffer for your foolhardiness. Oh, he implored, pardon my presumption. Necessity alone drove me to the deed. My wife saw your rampion from her window and conceived such a desire for it that she would certainly have died if her wish had not been gratified. Then the witch's anger was a little appeased, and she said, if it's as you say, you may take as much rampion away with you as you like, but on one condition only, that you give me the child your wife will shortly bring into the world. All shall go well with it, and I will look after it like a mother. The man in his terror agreed to everything she asked, and as soon as the child was born, the witch appeared, and having given it the name of Rapunzel, which is the same as rampion, she carried it off with her. Rapunzel was the most beautiful child under the sun. 
When she was twelve years old, the witch shut her up in a tower in the middle of a great wood, and the tower had neither stairs nor doors, only high up at the very top a small window. When the old witch wanted to get in, she stood underneath and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. For Rapunzel had wonderful long hair, and it was as fine as spun gold. Whenever she heard the witch's voice, she unloosed her plates and let her hair fall down out of the window, about twenty yards below, and the old witch climbed up by it. After they had lived like this for a few years, it happened one day that a prince was riding through the wood and passed by the tower. As he drew near it, he heard someone singing so sweetly that he stood still spellbound and listened. It was Rapunzel in her loneliness, trying to while away the time by letting her sweet voice ring out into the wood. The prince longed to see the owner of the voice, but he sought in vain for a door in the tower. He rode home, but he was so haunted by the song he had heard that he returned every day to the wood and listened. One day, when he was standing thus behind a tree, he saw the old witch approach and heard her call out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. Then Rapunzel let down her plates, and the witch climbed up by them. "'So that is the staircase, is it?' said the prince. "'Then I, too, will climb it and try my luck.' So on the following day, at dusk, he went to the foot of the tower and cried, "'Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair!' And as soon as she had let it down, the prince climbed up. At first Rapunzel was terribly frightened when a man came in, for she had never seen one before. But the prince spoke to her so kindly, and told her at once that his heart had been so touched by her singing, that he felt he should know no peace of mind till he had seen her. Very soon Rapunzel forgot her fear, and when he asked her to marry him, she consented at once. For, she thought, he is young and handsome, and I'll certainly be happier with him than with the old witch. So she put her hand in his and said, Yes, I will gladly go with you. Only how am I to get down out of the tower? Every time you come to see me, you must bring a skein of silk with you, and I will make a ladder of them, and when it is finished, I will climb down by it, and you will take me away on your horse. They arranged that till the ladder was ready, he was to come to her every evening, because the old woman was with her during the day. The old witch, of course, knew nothing of what was going on, till one day Rapunzel, not thinking of what she was about, turned to the witch and said, "'How is it, good mother, that you are so much harder to pull up than the young prince? He is always with me in a moment.' "'Oh, you wicked child!' cried the witch. "'What is this I hear? I thought I had hidden you safely from the whole world, and in spite of it you have managed to deceive me.' In her wrath, she seized Rapunzel's beautiful hair, wound it round and round her left hand, and then grasping a pair of scissors in her right, snip-snap, off it came, and the beautiful plates lay on the ground. And worse than this, she was so hard-hearted that she took Rapunzel to a lonely desert place and there left her to live in loneliness and misery. But on the evening of the day in which she had driven poor Rapunzel away, the witch fastened the plates onto a hook in the window, and when the prince came and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair, she let them down, and the prince climbed up as usual. 
but instead of his beloved Rapunzel, he found the old witch, who fixed her evil, glittering eyes on him and cried mockingly, Ah, ah, you thought to find your lady love, but the pretty bird has flown and its song is dumb. The cat caught it and will scratch out your eyes, too. Rapunzel is lost to you forever. You will never see her more. The prince was beside himself with grief, and in his despair he jumped right down from the tower, and, though he escaped with his life, the thorns among which he fell pierced his eyes out. Then he wandered, blind and miserable, through the wood, eating nothing but roots and berries, and weeping and lamenting the loss of his lovely bride. So he wandered about for some years, as wretched and unhappy as he could well be, and at last he came to the desert place where Rapunzel was living. Of a sudden he heard a voice which seemed strangely familiar to him. He walked eagerly in the direction of the sound, and when he was quite close, Rapunzel recognized him and fell on his neck and wept. But two of her tears touched his eyes, and in a moment they became quite clear again, and he saw as well as he had ever done. Then he led her to his kingdom, where they were received and welcomed with great joy, and they lived happily ever after. Thank you for listening to Rapunzel. Why do you think the witch wanted to hide Rapunzel in the tower? Some people say that love conquers anything. Is that what happened in this story? Why do you think people love this story? If you have seen the Disney movie, what do you like better? The Grimm story or the movie? Why? Today's poem is Winter by Louisa May Alcott. It reads, The stormy winters come at last With snow and rain and bitter blast. Ponds and brooks are frozen o'er. We cannot sail there anymore. The little birds are flown away To warmer climes than ours. They'll come no more till gentle May Calls them back with flowers. Oh, then the darling birds will sing from their neat nests in the trees. All creatures wake to welcome spring and flowers dance in the breeze. With patience wait till winter is o'er and all lovely things return. Of every season try the more some knowledge or virtue to learn. And now for something special. Do you like original stories? While I love stories from the past, it is always fun to discover new ones. My husband is a master at making up new stories for our children at bedtime. I want to share one with you now. It is called Poe and Her Duck. Poe lived on the side of a mountain with her mommy, her daddy, her brothers, her sister, and her duck. Poe loved her duck. Every morning when Poe woke up, she would say good morning to her mommy, good morning to her daddy, good morning to her brothers, and good morning to her sister. Then she would go find her duck. At breakfast, Poe's duck would wait until the other ducks were distracted by the food Poe brought them and then sneak off with Poe to explore the yard. Together, the duck and Poe would hunt crickets, chase the cats, and rouse the dog. One day, the duck showed Poe how to float in the pond. Another day, Poe tried to teach her duck to hum. And every night, before turning in, Poe would call to her duck and say, I love you, and the duck would say, Quack! To her duck, Poe was a special girl. One morning, Poe's daddy made a big announcement. Tomorrow, he said, Poe will go to school. 
To get to school, Poe's brothers and sister had to cross the rope bridge to the next mountain. Poe had never crossed the bridge before. She had always been too little. So that morning, Poe said goodbye to her duck and went with her family to learn how to cross the rope bridge. At the bridge, Poe's mommy cried because her little baby was growing up. Poe's brothers said, Poe, watch us, it's easy to cross the bridge, and ran straight across. Poe's sister said, Poe, I was really scared the first time I crossed the bridge. The secret is don't look down. Poe's daddy said, let me show you how. After Poe crossed the bridge once by herself and crossed back, they all went home. The next morning, Poe expected her family to help her cross the bridge again. But Poe's daddy had to take care of the sheep, and her mommy had to bake for the neighbors. Poe's brothers ran ahead, just like before. And then Poe's sister saw her best friend and ran across the bridge, too. Poe started onto the bridge. At first, she felt brave, but then she looked down. Nothing was beneath her but air, a rushing river, and sharp rocks. Poe felt so scared that she couldn't even cross back to her own mountain. Then she heard a loud quack. There was her duck at the edge of the bridge. Before Poe could act, the duck waddled past her further down the bridge. Now Poe was really scared. What would happen if her duck fell? Without thinking of herself, Poe kept going to save her duck. When Poe was close, almost within reach, the duck moved again. Poe followed her duck all the way across the bridge. When she got to the other side, Poe realized that she could go to school. She looked at her friend and said, Thank you. I love you. Poe's duck said, Quack! And Poe realized that every time her duck said, Quack! The duck meant, I love you too. Wasn't that so much fun? Do you like making up stories? If so, I have a big announcement. I am holding a story competition. Anyone who so desires can submit an original story. It can be a fairy tale, legend, or just a story you came up with out of the blue. You have until March 31st to submit your story. The winner will have their story shared right here on my podcast. Email your stories to RebeccaReadsPodcast at gmail.com. Include your name, age, and permission to read your story on my podcast if you are a winner. Tell all your friends about it as well. Send me more than one if you want. I will welcome all submissions. I'm so excited to hear all your wonderful stories. Keep reading and join me next week for another episode of Rebecca Reads.